All right, let's roll. Cool. I got I got two two warm up questions, and you guys don't have to answer them. Why wouldn't we? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, like it. No pressure. What if we didn't? What if you read them and then we just moved on? Yeah, no, that's fine. That's an option. I don't, you know, like I don't force people to do things that they don't want to do. All right, first question. You got you guys are planning. I mean, not you guys. You yourself individually are planning a double feature at some kind of local public space. It needs to be a theme. So both movies, you want to have similar vibes, but um, they can't be from the same decade. What do you go with? And they can't be like connected. They, you know, you're not playing like Friday or Halloween one and Halloween like five. I actually thought about this. So <clears throat> hear me out. Yeah. I, I got five. There's five different ones. All right. For a double feature, you got five movies. All right, let's go. Well, I got well, I got five different double features. So ten. So ten movies. Ten movies. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I was gonna say because five doesn't work. Like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> go. All right. So the theme is horrifying, horrifyingly. No, horrifically. What's the word? What's the right word? I don't know. You okay. T- <laughs> Basically, it's just it's it's just like horrifyingly good movies. Is that a word? Maybe. Yeah, we can go with it. Depending oh, on what you choose, it might fit, yeah, it might not. So, so it's horrifyingly good movies. It's Shaun of the Dead and Werewolves Within. I love that. That would be dead. such a great double feature. Yeah, it's it's two different time eras, but it's like two very funny movies. The same kind of like humor, but very different. Different, yeah. My next one, they're not in a. They're not in different decades, the next two, and I really don't care. I mean that in a nice way, of course, but Point Break and Speed, I mentioned this already before. Point Break and Speed are two Keanu Reeves detective movies. Point Break, he's he goes like undercover uh, as Johnny Utah, which is like the coolest fucking name in the world for him. It's like it got Patrick Swayze in it, so it's got like a lot of the cool dudes, you know. But then you switch to speed, and he's a he's also a detective, but he's on a bus. So instead oh, yeah. of surfing, like instead of surfing, he's on a bus. And this theme is um, wanting the ultimate and pay, paying the ultimate price, because Patrick Slade says you want the ultimate, you got to pay the ultimate price. Okay. Yeah. So Point Break, uh, Speed. The next, the next night will be the net. And enemy of the state. The theme is a strange item handed to someone that could cause serious damage. So like the net, she the net Sandra Bullock, if I remember correctly, she gets like a disc. She's like a IT nerd or something, and she gets like a disc, and like people start dying, and she's like, gotta solve why this disc is so mysterious, and then. Enemy of the State, also not really different eras, but Enemy of the State, same concept. Will Smith gets slipped a, what was it, a flash drive? Yeah. Yeah, he gets slipped like a flash drive with like information on it from some guy who got hit by a bus or something. And he's trying to figure out everything and like people are tapping his house and stuff. And so like those two fit together. Strange items handed over to someone that could cause damage. 
the next one, Jumanji and Rampage, is just animals ruling humans. Okay. That's it. That's all I have. Okay. Right. And and then the my the last one would be like the children one in the, in, in the early day, and then the wood in the later later day. Um, the coming of age theme. I, I said one movie. Sorry, it's, it's the Sandlot and and the Wood. We know what the Sandlot is. You know, it's a movie yeah. about a bunch of kids that get together, become best friends, then they kind of disappear and they're not friends anymore, kind of thing. And but the Wood is kind of the same thing. It takes place in the Wood takes place in uh, Inglewood, where it's like three three. Well, it's a, a kid who moved from North Carolina and to to Inglewood, California, and he meets up with these two guys who he just becomes like best friends with and they became best friends. Cause as a joke, they bet, they bet him, they bet him to do something. He ended up getting beat up because of it, but then they became best friends and blah, 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 blah. But that's a great coming of age movie. And the Sandlot's a great coming of age movie. So I'll run back the themes real quick. Horrifyingly, <laughs> horrifyingly funny, mo- funny movies, uh, wanting the ultimate, paying ultimate price, strange item, handed that could cause serious damage, animals ruling humans, coming of age. Those are my five, five night extravag- summer extravaganza. So this is like a week long excursion. Yep. You're not allowed to leave. Nope. Um, you have to watch all five. <laughs> you have no choice. You have. I to s- haven't seen most of those movies. I think so. Okay. I think you'll like. Do you like Sandra Bullock? Yeah. You'll like the net. She's really cool. I think that. that's the one where she orders pizza on the. I haven't seen it. I've only seen that part. So, that's the one where. I think, they t- kind of show you that like typing is so dangerous and like, they try to, make you afraid of computers in that one. Also, I think Speed Two, has Sandra Bullock dealing with a computer, but that doesn't matter though because, Speed Two sucks. And I think you'll like, um, well, you don't like action, so I don't know if you'll like Point Break. I mean, you like Keanu Reeves. I don't know if you've seen Point Break, but it's just like a, it's the ultimate guy movie, so I don't know if you'll like it. Okay. Yeah. When did you have time to write this? I'm a professional. (laughs) I'm a professional, like, you know. Okay. Um. I didn't come up with five. I came up with like one and then another one. Great. So my double feature would be House of the Devil and Rosemary's Baby. First of all, you cheated and like all of yours are wrong because they're all in the same decade. So yeah. Mean, one isn't. Okay, then we'll only watch Shaun of the Dead Werewolves within them. Okay. And then fire me. Yeah, so mine is House of the Devil and Rosemary's Baby, but then my other options that I was thinking about was Messiah of Evil and The Love Witch, but then I went with the other two. Okay, no, I, I actually, I really liked yours. I also I, followed the instructions. Yeah, great. So the Rampage are not the same decade. You're right, you're right. That one might work. That would be like a fun like family night. I think everyone wins. I have my theme was Youth in Revolt and it's kids. Oh no, Gummo and um uh a Clockwork Orange. Okay. Where like are it. their kids in a Clockwork Orange? They are those are kids. Yeah. They're teenage punks. Yeah. They are big as hell. 
I hate teenagers. They're so scary. (laughs) Maybe the last time I watched that, I was a teenager. So I watched it and I was like, that's an adult man. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it is a teenager. I assume they're adult actors though. Like, I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know anything about that, but you're probably right. My, I had another one of just like reptiles, and it was Jurassic Park, and then Godzilla versus Kong, the the newer one. Okay, I guess that is following the rules. And like I said, yeah, no, uh, I didn't follow the rules, but those those three were like carefully thought about. The theme but of the they movie. Were wrong. <laughs> I didn't understand the assignment. I didn't understand it. I was I did this while I was driving. Can, can, give me some slack. I know because I was with you all day, and I'm trying to think when did he write this, and I was like, probably when he was in the car. Yeah, I wrote this when I was driving. I'm a professional. Great, love it. Moving on. Question two, just because the the workers are on strike. It's National French Fry Day, so like. And, and like everyone keeps saying that like, uh, that, like all the big movies have been flops this year. But when we go to the movies, it feels like there's more people than ever going to the movies. Every time I've been going to the movies this summer, so like, and, and like all these other like a lot of other movies are generating a lot more money than anticipated. So I, I just kind of want um your thoughts on like what are the vibes at the movie theaters these days? What are your thoughts on? Like all these flops. So when you say flops, which which movies are flopping? Because I'm not aware. Pretty much every major, like Disney's, like going through it right now. That to Let's me see. is fair because if I had a child, I would not take them to the movies ever. Flash um, was a big flop. They were anticipating. What's the one with um, Indiana Jones? Was a big flop. Pretty much every major release this summer outside of Spider-Verse and Little Mermaid has been a big flop. Go through them again or just name name random movies that flopped and I'll tell you exactly why they flopped. I mean, yeah, and, 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 and I'm glad you're going to say because we're going to have the same thought. Uh, the Flash. Um, Ezra Miller kidnapped a minor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they made too much to make the movie. Yeah, um, elemental flopped because I would not pay money to take a child to the movies. We have Netflix at home. If I had a child, I wouldn't take them literally anywhere until they were at least three to five years old. I feel like element. We saw Elemental, and I feel like it was like a good movie for like eight to ten year olds. I thought it was good. I mean, it was like Zootopia vibes. Not as good, but it was it was good. I thought it was yeah. a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Indiana Jones and the Pick of Destiny. It flopped because we haven't seen it yet. Pretty much. When we see it, it will turn around. Yeah, and like they, they, they were just saying, like they're like every all these movies are flopping. Like I, I keep seeing these, like, and, but like also like none of them actually sounded interesting. Outside, like Elemental was cute and fun. I think it should have done better, but kids only want to see established characters. Man, that's not true. But like a lot of kids want to see just something familiar. Um, and in, uh, in all seriousness, like I just don't think that many people take their children to 
like people aren't taking their kids to see all these new releases why would you like it's why would you spend $45 for your kid to see and kids are young they haven't seen everything there is to see yet so like we've all already seen all of the movies pretty much true so like we need to keep seeing new ones because we've already watched everything that's on netflix but if you're like a kid just watch something old come come to me and ask to go to the movies when you run out the thing is what's old isn't interesting anymore their their palette i guess we'll say is way different than our palette. So today we had the original Jumanji and they're like, this is boring. A bunch of kids were like, this is boring. Oh my right? God, everything I put on for these kids at work, they hate it. And I'm so fed up with these uncultured... First of all, last week I put on Hook. That's what I'm saying. And they were oh. like, can you put on a cartoon? But that's what I'm saying. Like this Sonic week, works every time. I don't want to watch Sonic. I just, no one wants to watch Sonic. I just pick what I want to watch instead of letting them fight. I'm like, none of you get to pick. I'll pick. I put on Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. They're like, I don't... One kid said, what's Scooby-Doo? I had to walk away. I had to remove myself from the situation. Um, also, wait. Do you think Scooby-Doo's a superhero? Oh, yeah. Hands down. So... Philadelphia, uh, Nick Castellanos, Philadelphia's number one himbo, said that Scooby-Doo is a superhero, is his favorite superhero. They're like, who's your favorite superhero? And he's like, Scooby-Doo. And they're like, Scooby-Doo's not a superhero. It's like, it's a dog that can talk. That's a superpower. I, I wouldn't call him a superhero, but he's like, what, like, what do you call it? Who's like a mystery, like a... He's like a Columbo murder she wrote type of I don't know if you call it a hero, but like a So would you consider Scooby Doo and Daniel Craig and Knives Out the same kind of sleuth? <laughs> yeah. No. But then, but then the thing is like I'm I when I think about all of Mystery Incorporated, like who's actually solving the mysteries? I feel like they just kind of unfold. I, yeah, I feel like they all kind of fumble around and then it's just revealed. So, like, is there really any sleuthing or do they just find out by accident? They find they normally find out by accident. Or it's, it's like the other three are genuinely searching and, like, Shaggy and Scooby are eating, but then somehow they see something behind the scenes and discover who the real villain is. The question is, who's the most important one in in that crew? I think that's really the real question. All right, hear me out. Hear me out. It's Scooby, not because of what he does, because he doesn't do anything. He's a dog. But he brings everyone else together, because they're like, we're five teenagers. Four. Four teenagers, and we all have joint custody of this dog, and friends come and go, but the, he, Scooby-Doo is the glue holding this friend group together. That and the van. I don't know who... I don't know whose van it is or if they all... Have, yeah. yeah. It's probably Fred's. So, it's canonically Fred's van and Scooby is canonically Shaggy's pet. Um, so, like, Fred's dad is the hero for, like, giving him a van because they're all only friends with Fred 
because he has a van. I feel like they're all kind of too cool. Like Fred's too much of like a like a himbo frat boy and the other ones are cool, but they hang out with Fred because like he's got a vehicle. And no. they get in the vehicle. Fred and Daphne are both the same character, just male and female. No. Whoa. They're the same character, just We're male not, and female. Daphne's no. Fred Daphne's really Daphne. smart. Who said Fred's not smart? Me. We Fred? all did. She Fred? just said himbo. Fred is the leader of this group, unofficially and probably officially. Yeah, but only because he has the car. No, but Fred's 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 usually the one. Fred, for one, is the bravest. You need that in this group. Where Velma's the smartest. I think I think, uh, I think Daphne is the bravest. No, she does. No she she unquestioningly walks into everything just like ready for action by accident. Daphne, no. you need Daphne because she brings you back down to earth. You always need that person that's going to keep you grounded. Velma is just too smart for her own good. How? Because she overthinks a lot of times. She puts too many clues together and she overthinks. So you need a Shaggy and a Scooby to be like, whoa. <laughs> I guess I don't know what Shaggy says. I don't know what it's like, but his catch no. is, but, uh, but he, like the team works because you need them all, but it's safe to say Fred is the leader of this group. But it's also safe to say Daphne's the leader of the group because they're kind of the same person. They're not the same person. God, they, they are not. They're not the same person. Whatever. Fred's the I've leader seen, because they the have to. Oh. Fred is the leader because they have to do what he says because he's driving. If Fred's yeah. like, hey, we're going to go here. They go because he's behind the wheel. Okay, so I, I, I think what we need to do is we need to reach out to Freddie Prince Jr. and ask him this question because he, he would have a better answer. So, Freddie Prince Jr., if you're listening, uh, explain to us who do you think is the leader of this group? Why is it Fred? And why are they wrong? And saying that it's just because he has a car. This is extremely unfair. To who? Me? <laughs> to all. How are you going to ask Fred if Fred is the most important character? Yeah. Because he's unbiased. Where? No, he's totally biased. He's super unbiased, man. Freddie how Prince is Jr. he? Freddie Prince Jr. is probably the most honest man on the planet. One of the most honest man, men on the planet. No. Let's move on because yeah. Julia's not happy. Let's move on. She's. We're, I, 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 we're moving move. on. We, we saw Insidious for for some reason. God damn it. Um, technically, it's a New Jersey film, so that's that's um. Here's some production notes before we have a film discussion. Uh, it was filmed in Madison, New Jersey, so that's that's something. Yeah, it was it was. It was filmed in New Jersey. The university they used was uh, in New Jersey. Oh, Drew University, which is also in Madison, New Jersey. Which is basically New York. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's New Jersey. It's the Garden State. Probably the first, like, one, like I don't know. Like, it's been a while since a horror movie, a big like box office horror movie has been filmed in New Jersey. So that's cool. 
has it been since what? Paul Blart. I said horror movie. Paul Blart is. Yeah, Paul Blart is not scary. Imagine people breaking into the the mall and you're the only cop there. Go on, go on. I'm sorry. Go I on. I mean, no, Paul Blart is 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 like the best one. Of, it's, it's Kevin James's best movie. There's really nothing like it. Cost fourteen million to make. It's made forty nine million as of Tuesday, so it's like clearly making a lot of money. They've already. Oh no, sorry. It's up to sixty five million if you bring in the international. So like, it made its money back. Relatively successful, not a flop. They're working on a uh, a spinoff. We'll get into that later. Anyone else have anything? I thought it was good. Was it riveting? I don't know if you just want to fight, but I, I thought it was good. Maybe it wasn't amazing. I think especially the first half was like really great. And then it did fizzle out towards the end, which happens a lot. But I thought it was not bad at all. So, do you think it felt like, as a pro, you've seen recently one and two, right? No. Okay, never mind. So I, I was went just... out and I bought them on DVD, fully intending to do that, and then I did not. Okay, so I was I watched one, two, and three. I did watch, obviously, the Red Door. And it, it, it definitely fits the Conjuring, or not the Conjuring, the Insidious universe. It, it feels like an Insidious movie, so they definitely got that. But the problem is, all of those movies, to me, like are just very underwhelming. But it's still, it was, you were right, the first half was the better half. I'm not going to go out and say it was like amazing, but it was it was solid. You know, you shouldn't, I mean, I, I didn't have high expectations, and they met the expectations that I had. So that's overall pretty solid. Patrick Wilson was the director, first time directing. Good for him. I give it a lot of credit, and I probably shouldn't, but I give it a lot of credit for having the entire original cast return. No, no, that deserves a lot of credit. I agree with you there. But I feel like that's kind of just a coincidence. Like They're all bored. Or I guess they paid them enough, whatever it might be, but they so could have easily recast both sons and they didn't and i really appreciated that because it was very clear the entire time i was like oh wow that is the same kid oh i have a note on so on the recruiting basically they were gonna the like the producers were like we're going to do this film full cast or nothing they needed to they, they well they wanted the nuclear family so like they were going mom dad brother and the brothers or nothing i think that patrick will apparently they all liked working with him when he when it was um conjuring or uh, sorry, insidious one and they thought he was like a really nice guy and he was able to like woo them in plus they were all free right and i'm not familiar with the two sons as actors i don't know how busy their schedules are but like I said, I, I really appreciate that, and I feel like that really made an impact. I think it would have been a lot different if they had recast them. I thought the the main son, I don't remember his name, but I thought his performance was great. Dylan or, or no. Dalton Trevor? Dalton. Oh, Dalton. Dalton, Dalton. There were some things that were like silly throughout the movie, but I 100% chalked that up to Patrick Wilson. Like All of the times where you see like the text messages on screen... 
I was like, Patrick Wilson just learned about that technique and he decided to put that in here. And no, I agree. I just, I find that wholesome though. Like some little quirky things like his first time directing. I was like, Oh, that's cute. It is. So uh, like, apparently they were really like, they became like the crew was really close on insidious one and two and they really like each other. So apparently like it's a nice wholesome group. So like, I, I, I root for him on that end, man. Some of those, like some of the stuff was like kind of silly. Like I thought it was silly that he was playing, that he taped up the stuff on the wi- the windows. I'm like, no, Patrick, just, a- just, just download a game. You can download Alzheimer's can- games on your phone. Man. Yeah. Like, Boomers would literally rather print out 12 full-color photos (laughs) than download an app. That seemed normal. That seemed real. That made the movie super realistic. But, like, you know that that's real because he acted that scene, but he is the director. That's what I'm saying. And he knows who he is as an adult man, and that's what he would have done in real life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a case where the actor is the director. I can only imagine that, like, it's, it's very true to life. Um, they were like, "Why don't you get like word, uh, word space or whatever that game is, where you like try to find the different words in like a couple seconds?" And he's like, "Nope, I'm just gonna play this matching game that we played back in the back in the '60s and '70s." And so Patrick Wilson is 50 years old, but he is that is an age where it could go either way. A lot of 50 year olds are not about that technology life. I mean, he's pretty young. 50 is not old, but you know. Yeah, he's got a few more years left to live. But, you know, he probably has a printer in his house. Those Conjure movies really put a number on him. I thought he was older than that. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, Yeah. I think he definitely fancies himself like a horror guy. He's, He's a scream queen now. He's really fully stepped into the role. I really love how he approach to this he was on the soundtrack like it was all good <laughs> I also did actually like how they handled Elise's like cameo it, it could have I... been easy and it really was but at the same time it made sense for her to come back as a ghost because this is a paranormal movie and it centers all around like the further and astral projecting and like seeing dead people like it it made sense for this film so i'm not like oh what the fuck she's she comes back as a ghost that's so dumb you just wanted to shoehorn her in there like no i i think it fit i thought it made sense so i wasn't mad about it hey you remember that time we went walking with juan somewhere in north pa and i had mm-hmm. that sauna vest on it was well no that was that was t- five minutes outside of philly but uh, go on yeah, it's all the same to me. Uh, I actually projected that day. You, when, when you guys left me? No, I think you just had a heat stroke. <laughs> it could have been a heat stroke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know if you experienced, but we saw you basically have a heat stroke. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, no, nah, I remember I was looking at some man in front of me, and him and his wife were like, honey, is he, is he asleep? And he's like, Oh, well, we don't know. Let's find out. And I just remember saying, like, don't you fucking touch me, old man. <laughs> but, like, I, so, like, I think I asked for a projector. Maybe it was a heat stroke. I don't know. No, that yeah. was 
an older couple speaking to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see him like this. I seen them looking at me and I was like, don't you fucking touch me. Old what, man. like from third person? You watched yeah. it from above? It's like if I was walking down, the, it's like, it, it felt like I you was. You looked and you saw yourself and those two yeah. having a conversation. It was only like a mile left, but I walked. I walked like 10 miles in a fucking sauna vest for no fucking reason. We told you not to do it. It was 95 out. It was one of the hottest days of the year. But yeah, I feel like, I think I astral projected that day. So shout out to um, Patrick Wilson. I think, I think the astral projection was my favorite part of the movie. I don't want to, cause like I could say a million negative things about it, but the astral projection was pretty cool. I uh, I think that, they did. They it didn't seem too cheesy. Also, like, why didn't anyone lock their door in that movie? Why didn't anyone in the family communicate ever? Dude, that's that was another problem. This though, this is just a, a story about a really bad, like, a family that does not care about each other or love each other. The fact that like when when the dad is at the mom's house and he goes into the further. The whole time, they have no clue where Dalton is, if Dalton's okay. And then at the end, when the dad wakes up, they're finally, like, Dalton calls, and they're like, oh, thank God he's okay. And I'm like, why didn't you call him? Why didn't the younger brother, like, FaceTime him while they, like, they all just sat in silence and watched the dad be, like, asleep in the chair, astral projecting? Like, why wasn't Dalton on the phone during that? I would like the spinoff to be with Chris and Dalton just like hanging out. I'd be okay with that. Just chilling. Like, yeah, just like chilling, so, you know? Do you put where do you rank Chris on this year's good friend like friend of the year awards? Oh, she was an amazing friend because like some of that was some bullshit and she was just yeah. like I feel like she was an amazing friend. Pat and I had this conversation in the car. So Pat claims that in college you just drift away. So he says that they would not have been friends had it not been no, no. near death experience. I said they would have been very, very casual friends. Like you, you acknowledge each other, you text, you maybe hang out once a month. But like they would have lived a floor above each other and not hung out that much right, if they didn't have that near death experience. They're also like eighteen years old. Yeah, so they'll be friends until they're at least like in their early twenties. And we're talking about this is present day, so they'll be friends several years from now, at least I would think, at least throughout college. Well, I have a I have a slightly upsetting story. If you guys want to hear it, sure, of course. So I had a, well, I had what I thought was a friend, like Dalton had Chris, and during, uh, it was like probably my first year back to community college, I was like real messed up. So anyways, I was like drinking class, it was like the psychology class we had it from like six to nine, so I was like fucking drunk every night. This girl that was sitting there in front of me, it was me and my friend, um, me and my friend Fonz, who took the class because he thought like if two friends take the class, there's no way we can fail. And he ended up dropping out because he's like, you're fucking worthless, right? So um, anyways, fast forward, I get to the final because I stuck it through because, you know, I'm tough. I stuck it through, you know, but I had an F, I had a fucking low F, right? We took the final, I failed the final and she stuck up for me to the professor. and was like, look, he's having a hard time. She's like, okay, she called me back. She's like, I'll give you a D so that 
you don't necessarily, it doesn't affect you negatively and you technically pass the class. So I was like, oh, wow. I was like, thank you so much, right? And then to Pat's theory of them not being friends, Christmas, I celebrated on the 24th because, I mean, who doesn't? You know, why the hell would you celebrate on the 25th? That's stupid. If you celebrate Christmas on the 25th, blocked. Yeah. I don't know you. We're not friends. Yeah, Go don't, on. don't talk to me. And don't touch me or nothing. So I, 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 you know, I was like, oh, well, let me, I don't reach out to people. I was like, let me reach out to, you know, let me reach out to her. Cause this was like really nice what you did, you know? And I, I was like sober for like a week or two. So I was like, let me reach out. You know, it was really nice what you did. And I was like, Hey, Merry Christmas. I hope, you know, you and you and your family, I don't know, whatever fucking stupid, silly, nice thing I said. Right. And then they, they, I still have it, but they responded with, it's not my fucking fault. You're a loser and don't have no one to spend the holidays with. And to Pat's theory, I I want to say Pat was wrong, but that literally happened to me. And I, I don't. No, no, but I I I, I said listen, all that. I don't think either of us want to hurt your feelings right now, so I think we should just move on. Oh, I'm really. Good. I'm just no. I'm just saying, she was a great friend. They they went through this traumatic event. They're going to be friends for a while. She might be. She's in this for a movie that brought very little. When we do our end of the year awards, she's in the running for best friend. She was kind of wild though, because she kind of forced him into. She was like, "Hey, I think you're actual projecting," and like forced him into researching it and looking deeper into it. And then as oh yeah, she it's it, she turned around and was like, "Stay the fuck away from me, you freak!" And I was like, "Girl, this was your idea." You but do I don't this. know. She called, I don't know. She kind of seen him as a freak. She was just like. Stay the fuck yeah. away from me because I just got choked by some fucking thing. But like, didn't she? She's the one that did the research. He didn't know. Right, that but was to be happen. fair, how does she know it wasn't him that choked her? She doesn't know that it wasn't him that choked her. He could have choked her and then came back and said, "Oh my god, are you all right?" And she's like, "No, you fucking choked me, you idiot." Yeah, but I feel like if she thought she could have pressed charges, and they could have. Do eighteen-year-olds nowadays still use the word idiot? Yeah, I think everyone does, but I don't. Okay, well, yeah. Um, If you're 18, let us know. Do you still That's use the word idiot to refer to a person being an idiot? But also, if you're 18, don't contact me ever. <laughs> I, I, I tell that to every 18-year-old I work with. I was like, the minute I'm off the clock, f- delete my number. You can, you can put it back in your phone when I'm back on the clock. <laughs> they have a handwritten on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. I was like, look, I might be your boss, but I hate you, and I am out. That's fair. Do not interact unless you're at least 25, but, like, if you're, if you, if you're, like, my friend's little sibling or something, you could maybe be, like, 22, but if I don't know you and you're under 25, do not interact. Stay um, away. Do we have any other nominations for best friend or for friend of the year? Uh, I can't think that far back. I know, I know, I did put a few. So let's see, let's let's go down. All right. Um, so, worst friend is all of the friends in Boogeyman. Yeah, no, they are terrible. They they are actively bullies. They're the real Boogeyman. If you lock me up with the Boogeyman. Good luck because you're not seeing tomorrow. Not um, only are we not friends, you're no longer alive for very long. The Blackening definitely has a good group of friends. Those are probably 
those are probably. I don't know because it seems their own like category. And well, they were really like none of them had really talked in ten years. Yeah, I also the, think they would have probably given each other up had given the means. But they didn't. They got through it, well, and the, uh, the gay guy was like the. I would nominate him for best friend because he was. Yeah, he was. He was a true friend. Now, is his name spelled D-U-A-N-E or D-W-A-Y-N-E? I, I think it's D-W. I'm just curious. It doesn't really matter. I'm just curious. And um, my, my only other nomination, Michelle Rodriguez in Dungeons & Dragons for Best Friend. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. She was literally yeah. the best friend in a make-believe world. Sebastian, Little Mermaid. He didn't do any. He was he a friend or was he just doing his job? Does he count as a friend or is he like a nanny? He's a nanny. Figure. He wouldn't be doing that if he wasn't on the clock. All right, damn. Everyone in Guardians of the Galaxy, but specifically Star Lord. He's like the worst fucking friend ever. <laughs> I hate that guy. Hey, I'm just. I'm, I knew. I knew that was. A... I'm just giving you facts. What a piece of shit. Like, I hate him. If anything... in Renfield. Yes. Annoying. Donkey Kong. She was such a good... Wait, wait, wait. She was a good friend. Agree. One And good sister. She's she's gonna be in the duel running. She might not win it, but we're gonna write her a letter at the end of the year knowing that she got nominated for best friend and best sister. No, she was a pretty shitty sister. I don't know. She stuck. No, her sister fucking hated her sister is best sister because she still dealt with her. Okay. Nora, if you're listening, do not contact me. Do not interact. Contact me. Contact us. I think you're hilarious. We love you. So rest in peace, Lance Riddick. I think he should go up for best friend in uh, John Wick 4. Okay. He did. He he was a good friend. I think even Donnie Yen's character can go up. Like Donnie Yen's character can go up for yes. best friend because he ended okay. up going back, and then the other guy who got himself killed can go up for best friend. Uh, Morbius can go up for best friend. I mean, you can kind of name almost any character in that. Right? <laughs> you can name almost every character in John Wick, and they're probably going up for best friend. Fair or not fair? Fair. Yeah. All right. Fair. No, the stakes were high. <laughs> like it was literally life and death. So I. So he, I, but see, here's a lot of best friends, man. You got to remember the two kids in Cocaine Bear, best friends. Yeah. They stuck together, and also um, <laughs> Han Solo and, and Ice Cube's son. Yeah. They're best friends, man. They stuck together. It's tough, man. We got a lot of best friends. We'd have to like really look down on all the movies this year and really. We will. We we definitely will. Not I. I, I wanted to nominate um, the guys from Asteroid City, but I, they weren't really friends. The the nerds. Yeah. Uh, they were just adjacent to each other. Yeah, and they 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 used each other as a way of getting out of the situation. Yeah, they were just friends by proximity. Sorry, yeah. you put Asteroid City and I fell asleep. What are you saying now? Great movie. Back back to Insidious because there's there's a few talking points. One, do we need so I'll go over the the plot of the spinoff that's that's in pre production, so it's happening whether we want it to or not. 
unless actually wait it might not because the the writers strike and the actors strike so it's in pre-production it won't get made until those strikes are settled you know it looks like it's going to get made it's called thread and insidious tale starring mandy moore and kamal nanjani the director is the writer from moon knight the it's basically insidious one um a couple uses the further um, this time they're actually time traveling to go back in time and save the daughter and save a da- their daughter. And Patrick Wilson also wants to do a spinoff explaining like more the lore behind the demon. I'm skeptical of a spinoff that doesn't include Patrick Wilson because I feel like now, now we're all living in Patrick Wilson's world waiting for him to make the next move. And it's like, what yeah. do you mean he's not in the next spinoff? Like, yeah. He he made this entire film. He directed it. He was on the soundtrack. Like, th- and, like this had him all over it. And now it's like, what do you mean? They also were joking around, but also they were kind of like seriously, but not serious. We will do another Insidious movie in like 10 years. And it would be like, you know, continue on along this story of this family and Patrick Wilson's like, if I'm around and if I'm still alive in ten years, I'm down. Well, he'll only be sixty, so let's hope. I want to see. I mean, he—you never know. He could get cancer. He could—he could get shot. We yeah. don't want those things to happen, but it could happen. I want to see him become Ed Warren. <laughs> no, like, that, in real life? like a a good Ed Warren, not like a creep. Fair, very fair. Um, Ed Warren had like a live-in. 15-year-old girlfriend. Don't recommend that at all. Um, no. Yeah, so Ed Warren, if you're listening... He's dead. He, still he can listen. Listening. He still could be listening. From uh, hell. You're a creep, man. Lorraine, you're wild for that. Why'd you let him do that? Yeah, Lorraine, if you're listening, you're real wild, too. Lorraine, if you're listening, do something, like, knock something over in their room. In whose room? Oh, oh, uh, where, where, yeah, where they're, where Julian and Enrique are recording. Why not in your room? Yeah, you're the. Because I won't notice. Will not notice. Okay. You're the skeptic. We could just tell you that something fell over right now, and you, even if it did, you literally won't believe us. So why does it even matter? I could get (laughs) slapped in the face with like the flower pot. You could hear. What is a flower pot? It's a pot where you put flowers in. Okay. It's oh, either, never mind, never mind. Keep going. Let's think about this, right? So you, I was I thought you meant like something you put you store like flour like you bake with. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Oh no. <laughs> or like that the SNL skit where or that, that SNL skit where he's like, You store your weed in here, man. <laughs> I hope that's not shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, so okay. Let's 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 really hear this for what it is, right? When you see a movie, you're not really thinking of it in terms of like a sentence, right? So the movie might be stupid, might be goofy, but like we're seeing it as a movie, not like in a in a sense of like a sentence, right? <laughs> when you read, sorry, <laughs> couple uses the further to go back in time and try to save their daughter. That just sounds really fucking stupid, right? Yeah. But it could be it could be pretty interesting. The thing is, 
No. Is this going to be horror? Is like, is this going to like, how can you involve horror in this? You know? So it's insidious. So they want it to be horror. You know, the, 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 they're, they're implying that the demon has their, their, their daughter and killed the daughter and they have to go back in time to save their daughter by using the further. And it's, a, you know, it's going to be PG 13 horror. All right. I also assume that this might be a prequel. Yes. And that Elise will obviously be there. So they, they haven't released that much information, but I can't imagine it takes place any time other than before Conjuring or Insidious 1. Because the thing is, I'm okay with using the concept of the further. I will be upset if they call it the further. Because Unless that's she's really, there. Yeah, like that's a really specific personal thing that she made up for this like world. It's obviously like a universal concept. The further exists everywhere for everyone. Everyone has access to it who can astral project. And she's like, I call it the further. So like if it's going to be in another film, they can't just be like, Ooh, it's, the, it's the further. It's not like you... It's not like you blew Skidoo in and there's like a big neon sign that says the further. Yeah. But I feel they're going to make it that. They better not. No, but that's probably what it's going to be when you think about it. I mean... If, if it is, we're going to go and we're going to beat up that guy for who writes for Moonlight Night. Well, he, he who moonlights for Moon, Moon Night? Yeah. Okay, I thought that'd be funnier. No, so... It's knuckle sandwich you, season. You have all right. Listen, right? I'm 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 actually trying to I'm actually trying to give you guys a serious uh, discussion. So you have no other option but to call it the further because if you're just astral projecting, it's not an insidious thing, right? Secondly, you have a basically you have the plot of one maybe a superhero movie or two a movie that just there's no way you can incorporate horror in this movie three why are you time traveling that's that's mm, just it just doesn't make any sense so to make this movie i feel like this movie is going to stop a lot of the spin-offs like when this movie comes out and it's all said and done i feel like People are going to watch this and be like, we don't need spinoffs. And I feel like the producers and whoever the people are, they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? You're right, man. Maybe we don't need spinoffs. This really wasn't a good idea. I mean, you can't really have an insidious movie spinoff with characters that don't exist. I mean, these, neither of them are in any of the insidious movies. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah, so you can't really have an insidious spinoff with characters that are never yes, in the movie. I I, disagree. I think I disagree, but it has to be done right. But it won't be done right. No, because I You're... feel like the further genuinely can link them together because the further is its own thing specific to insidious and if they enter the further and it has like the same demons and the same type of shit going on. So like The Shining and Doctor Sleep. Yeah. I think that's a fair analogy because Dr. Sleep also kind of introduced new lore to the situation that wasn't there prior. 
which we have here with like the kind of time travel aspects we already have the further and you're adding like you can potentially time travel why not Apparently, it, like, and and I think that there, it's definitely going to have the one chick in it, and that's going to tie it in. They're going to use the term the further. They're, this the cup, like, there's going to be some, like, spookiness to it, because, like, obviously the daughter died, which I'm assuming the demon killed her. So, like, uh, you know, it's going to be some, it, and I think they have potential. I don't think it's a good idea. I think that this seems like I'd rather see what Patrick Wilson's idea of like exploring the lore of the demon than than this like a family saving their kid again. We saw that that was Insidious one, um, and this one. So and the and the lost key. What are the odds that in this spinoff movie, someone? Who knows who? Someone says the phrase, you can't go in the past because it would change your future. I don't know. Probably. I would say pretty high. I think they'll say something like, no, if we do that, it'll only set us back further. (laughs) And then they also... You thought really hard about that, didn't you? (laughs) The whole thing waiting to say that. No, I just came up with it right now. Let's move on because I, I, I want to. So do you guys think this is the Insidious is the worst um, horror series of all time? No, I don't know why you're even saying that right now. Because it's pretty What bad. is that? Scream. No, Scream is not the worst. How is Scream the Okay, it's not the worst. I lied, but like. There are so many worse that Insidious is like towards the top. It's what? One of the, it's one of the biggest franchises of all time. That doesn't mean it's the no. best. But it's not. Are we, like we were in the same movie theater. I don't know what to tell you. It's not anywhere close to the bottom. All right. So, so what? What, what do you put on the bottom? Anything Ari Aster makes. That's not a universe. It's in our universe. I don't know. So you can't... The thing is, there is no worst series, uh, a franchise. What? There is none. I mean, you can't because if it's a franchise and obviously there's some good in it. I agree with that. You can say there's like awful, horrible movies, but most franchises do have positives. I mean, let's let's take a look at... Let's take a look at... Let's take a look at Halloween. That's a perfect example. Let's take a look at Halloween. Let's be honest. I mean, can we honestly say that's a good franchise? To me, yeah. Because yeah, I like four I like four and five and I liked Resurrection. No, no, that doesn't make it a good franchise. It has good films. It's not a good franchise. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The franchise is shit. They restarted it eight times. That's ridiculous. That is the I love a choose your own adventure. Yeah, like the like Halloween, you could you could say Halloween's one of the worst franchises. You know, but it's like we like it because they got some great films. I mean, I loved Halloween and Halloween Kills. I thought those movies were a lot of fun. You know, but they did what they do and they made Halloween Ends such a horrible movie. You know, and Halloween 2 was a lot of fun, but I mean, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can even kind of say the same thing about, like, 
Friday the Thirteenth. You can kind of say the same thing about that. You know, you can say the same thing. You about could say, yeah, but like, no, I think there are ones that are like well below it. Like, like what? Um, I didn't like Mimic that much. Mimic was okay. Mimic one, but like two, three no, are pretty bad. What that is. What's Mimic? It was. It's a. It was pretty big. There's like five films in Mimic. Yeah, but I—that's not real. No one. Knows. Yes, it. Let me see how many films are in Mimic. Well, while you look that up, I don't think. Again, I don't think there is a worse. There's, there's three, and there's they're, they're coming out with a fourth. Okay, that is not five. If yeah, like the, the, the Mimic was was under. I mean, one. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. It, it's one of the more notable 90s horror movies, at least the first one. I don't like it. Wishmaster always felt kind of weak to me. There's like a million wrong turns, and like although they're funny, it's like wrong turns, critters are like all like similar to me where they're like kind of funny, but like also I don't like them. Hellraiser, Candyman. Oh, I love, I love Hellraiser. I love that. And I like Candyman. And I love Candyman. No, two listen, and three. I love Candy. I love most of these movies. The thing is, if we're really sitting and analyzing them, I mean, you can either say these are great franchises or you can say these are horrible franchises, and either one of those two answers is correct. But we can give our personal worst. That's different. If so, you can think that. Insidious is like personally the worst, and that makes sense because I mean I didn't really like the films myself either. So to me, it makes sense that maybe they are the worst. You know what I'm saying? But I can't say they're the worst in general because you could kind of say that about every every franchise. I mean, hell, you can say that about uh, Sleepaway Camp. You can say that about Friday the Thirteenth. You can say that about. Halloween and, and and Nightmare on Elm Street. In reality, like we like I love Nightmare on Elm Street. I think they're all good. But if you ask, say, a common fan, not even like a movie fan, but like a common horror fan, they'll tell you half those movies suck. Also, I forgot, like, there's a lot of prom nights and, and I, I don't think there should have ever been any of them made. No, listen, they get a little hokey. But the sequel is good. To Prom Night? It's just different. Are we talking about Prom Night? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of, like... I mean, I think if you're going to have a long franchise, like, you're going to get hokey. You're going to get weird. You're going to put Jason in space and in hell. And... But, like, as long... But, like, that felt authentic to a Friday the 13th movie. Like, Leprechaun in the Hood kind of felt authentic to those movies. Yeah, I mean if you walk if you walk long enough, you'll be in the hood. Exactly. that's the plot of Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> okay, I, I'll go with ch- all the child's play movies. They're the that's agreed. the worst franchise. Oh, agreed. That's kind I of forgot all about them. Here, actually. Yeah, all the child's play child's play worst horror franchise. You heard it here first. So, uh Chucky or Audrey Plaza, if you're listening, Child's Play, worst horror franchise, probably in horror movie history. All of them are boring. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I guess... And like, they, they did the thing where um, his girlfriend Tiffany, the bride of Chucky, 
it, it's the same. Like, if there's no differential. Like, it's just like, oh, this was a killer. It's all possessed. Safe to say, safe to say, that is clearly the worst franchise. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad we all agree. See, there are bad franchises. Like Scream. No, I I will. So I love Scream, but if for people that don't like it, I, I respect your opinion. I'm gonna say something. Please stop disrespecting me right to my face. <laughs> all right, please. <laughs> So yeah, all right. So the the scenario I I want to I guess kind of end, not even end on, but like so your your slot each pick a different shitty movie like shitty series, and you're slated to save it. I actually wrote some notes on this too. I'm. I'm Go ahead. I'm, have fun. Go ahead. I was told to stop disrespecting you, so I don't know if I'm. You can okay. You, no. you, you back to disrespecting me. So here's what I propose. It's going to be short, but I propose that we take Scream and we do a Halloween style reboot where we say, "Screw half or all of the sequels," and rewrite it starting from. Right after Scream One or Two. Okay, but that no. If you did it right Completely, after one, completely. Jenna Ortega doesn't exist. Well, she boo. means nothing to anyone. Boring. No, so so something like that actually would work. If you like, I don't. I don't know. If there's a Scream Seven. There probably is a Scream Seven coming out. There shouldn't be a Scream Seven. There's, no, there should be. But go. No, no. I'm saying there shouldn't be, but. Uh, but there is. So I'm gonna watch it anyways. I'm gonna and I'm gonna enjoy it. But if you took Scream right now today, and you said, okay, one, two, three, they were pretty fun. But then they kind of get they they just get like repetitious. And I, I I guess if you took that route and just completely Halloweened it, you could probably have someone because the the idea of Scream is the idea of Scream. I mean, when you really think about it, the idea of Scream is really good. Oh, I forgot one aspect. We do that, but you have to add a supernatural aspect to it. Okay, you, but they, they, Michael Myers had a supernatural aspect added to him. So, right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Again, like so. Who do you, do you bring back the original cast? Yes and no. Hear me out. We're listening. Matthew Lillard has to be there, but maybe, (laughs) but maybe he doesn't play Stu. Maybe he plays a different character. Jamie Kennedy has to be there. I don't know who that is. God damn it! Just disrespecting me right (laughs) in my face. Go on. I'm sorry. Go on. Um, that's really all I have. No. So, wait, wait, wait. Um, I want to throw. What about? He's the guy who knew all the horror movies. Yeah. Oh, I had to look at this picture. (laughs) Also, I couldn't tell you when I've ever seen Scream. I mean, I've seen it, but like... Missing out. When I I Google him, this comes up, and I'm like, who the hell is that guy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, he looks like a soccer player. What about instead of... So you're making a Scream movie, but you do Scream continuation off the TV show. I've never seen the TV show. Oh, you are, you are missing out on quality TV. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe if Scream was good, I'd be prompted to watch the TV show. The TV show, the TV show has nothing to do with. Yeah. 
but it's I it's got to be the same lore. It's like, a serial. Right? It, it, it's no, no. It's 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 basically it's a new like it's like a copycat. So it's stab. No, I don't even think stab exists in it. Look, there's no ghost face. No, it's Brendan James. It's just a different serial killer. So what's it have to do with Scream? Really nothing. They just kind of use the Scream name to like get people to watch it. It was pretty good. Season three with Tony Todd, actually pretty, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I, I So here's the thing, and I'm not being a pushover. I do agree, Julia, that with Julia that if you rebooted Scream, you could really take do something the, good. Yeah, like you could take the theory of Scream, like the whole formula of Scream, and really make something something good, something original. What if it was like the mask where when you put on the ghost face mask, you turn into like smoke it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a go- you put on the ghost face mask and there's this transformation scene, but you become you become possessed by a demon that lives within the ghost face mask. Well, you mentioned that before I, yeah. thought, I think that'd be cool like if you put the mask on the demon like absorbs you uh, but that's the thing though that that's the thing like if you if you were to have to put this together i feel like you have such a hatred for the no but then movies but then sequels come out and you find out that there are other types of masks that this happens with and eventually you find out that this was all always a prequel to the mask and the mask too. And then you and find it was out all in the same universe. Then you find out it's just Halloween three part two. You're pushing it. I feel like um, I love Halloween three. Yeah. So I don't know what movie, I don't know what movie I would necessarily reboot, but I guess if I, I guess if I had to pick one, I would, I don't know. See, the thing is, I thought about it as like a whole. I didn't think about it as like a specific movie. But I love the Hellraiser idea. But the thing is, there's really not much you can do about it. I was really upset with the new Candyman. I think that was like a complete waste of time. But like, there's really nothing new you can do with these movies. But I mean, I want to say... Just for Hellraiser, there's so much you could do. Just like the Lament configuration could end up anywhere. No, no, yeah, but it's the same movie. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like if you took like, say, a Poltergeist or if you took like a, say, either a Poltergeist or you took um, The Exorcist or even like Paranormal Activity and you just completely rebooted these movies, the originals were so good that if you made a reboot correctly... I, th- I think that would work. So essentially, the, the way I see it, you would have to hire a cast of no-name actors, kind of like kind of like the black... No-name no sounds real disrespectful. I don't yeah, mean that, that, that I don't is. mean like that. Not, not known actors. Like actors that are not very known is what, more so what I mean. Actors on the come-up. Yeah, actors on the come-up. If, if you're an actor on the come-up and you heard me say no-name, I, I do apologize. I didn't mean that. Anyways, you have to take actors on the come up, young actors. Actually, I think I even wrote actors on the come up, but you have to take a group that nobody knows. You give them their own personalities, basically, because that's how you create it. That's how you create basically like your horror icon in a way. 
you know, you kind of mold them into, like, you mold the character into these um, actors and actresses. So you would get, like, a bunch of young and upcoming actors, actresses, and you kind of, you won't, see, the thing is, you can't, like, really take the same plot because it's, it's, like, this, it's, it's so cheesy to see a movie with new like new actors that's the same movie you know like it's 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 tough you might need an original character but like julia said what if the original like all right let's say you took like paranormal activity right you can make anybody anyone you don't need original characters because no one gives a shit about the characters there there's recurring characters that kind of poke up and you always hear about that Katie girl and stuff. So it could be a movie where it's like a reboot where it's just like the legend of Katie. You know, it's like paranormal experience kind of universe kind of thing. But it's like they're living in, well, I can't even say like the hood in, in California because we had that one already. But they're living in like a place that's not any of the places they're living at, right? They're living in like well, what fucking... about the last one? The last one didn't really. That one was shitty. Every paranormal activity movie is good to me. No, <laughs> Julia, I, if I remember, you didn't like Next of Kin. That is probably right. Hey, <laughs> name <laughs> three characters. It the has major flaws, but I enjoy every paranormal activity movie, and I will fight anyone about it. That was also one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. The well, the tall guy made it. He was like, "Oh man, I live with my mom in a single, like said, one bedroom apartment." When he said, "My cousin Greg saw a ghost in the walk-in freezer at Cracker Barrel," old. I quote that all the time. That was great. Okay, then maybe you can you can take that guy and plug him into. So I'll I'll say the first like two to three paranormal activity movies flawless. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Sequels after that, some of them are solid. There's what? There's seven of them. Ghost Dimension. That's like the second to last, right? Oh, yeah. Think, Ghost Dimension's been on TV a lot lately, and I've been watching like bits and pieces of it with my mom. Is that the Mexican one? No, no. Marked ones. Oh, God, that's such. The a marked ones movie. is great. But the ghost dimension, I would it would be on TV, and I'd be like watching it with my mom. She's always like, "What's going on?" And I'm like, "They're in the ghost dimension." Like, <laughs> is the ghost dimension the one where the guys are looking at the videos in the garage? They're in the ghost dimension. Okay, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, they all they all kind of tie in together. Oh yeah, I call it I call it a fly. Anyways, <laughs> um, like let's say you 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 in this situation, going back to what I'm saying, you take. We'll just say paranormal activity. You get a bunch of up and coming actors and actresses, right? You get these group of young and maybe old, and you kind of give them free range. Because I feel if you give them free range or give the writers free range, you can still make a paranormal activity movie and you can still kind of tie it into hell. You can tie it into the original in a way where you're like, yeah, you know, we heard a story about this girl. And, ah, yeah, shut up, man. I don't believe in that stuff. I feel like you're 
talking about like every sequel that already exists. Like there already are mm-hmm. seven movies. I'm saying you don't have to, but I'm saying if you wanted to bring back original characters, you would briefly mention something like that. Are you fucking making it in Australia or something? I don't know. And just be like, oh, I heard some American mates were. You know. They just show like a YouTube video of what happened. Yeah, and they're just the, like the footage from the original got leaked. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, mate, that was really uh found footage. Yeah, I'm Chris Hemsworth. I think isn't that that's like basically the plot of um Grave Encounters too. All right, man. You know I'm trying. I have one, and it it might sound very silly, but um Blair Witch Project. You can make a modern one. You could have it as simple as people don't know it's the Blair Witch Woods and they're just like moving into an area and they just like wander into it and shit happens and that'd be scary and it'd be great. Or like you can have it like um, some like kind of like Blair Witch Projects meets, um, I don't know, any one of those movies with an influencer where it's like an influencer goes into the haunted woods and then shit happens and it could be a lot of fun. Blair Witch Project versus The Projects. So they're going to, like, tear down the woods, turn it into, like, low-income housing? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. No, so there's actually a lot of movies with, like, influencers, and they are... It's, like, a lot of found footage movies with influencers. So I think that would work, too, because that's what people want to see now. That's, like, the life... That's, like, the life that we live. Look, you know? if you got the guy from Deadstream, I'm in. Because that was hilarious. Right, but, but also like, really good. Like, if you have a movie, if, if if you have a Blair Witch movie, and you completely change it to where it's like an influencer, like, I heard this, like, story, man, and let's, like, go into these woods, and it's really, they're just, like, trying to play a prank on a friend, but it's like the Blair Witch is, like, fucking with them for real, and that would like to us it's like what the fuck like don't fucking disrespect the Blair Witch project but if you think about it that would work because that is what's scary to kids because kids all want to be influencers so you'll get a new demographic of people that like that movie and because of influencers they'll go back and watch the original it comes off as similar to um Deadstream but there's ways that you can do that to make it feel like it's not like that at all what if it was and like dash cam style? Where, where she's rapping the whole time? I so don't know. Awesome. That thought came to my head, and I still don't know what it means when I say dash cam style because so many things happen in that. Yeah, movie. like yeah. the vibes of like where they're driving around. I what? think I think I just meant driving around. So they're just like they're just cruising around like the the Blair Witch Woods and. Like, I didn't, listen, I didn't think any further. They're just cruising around in the I'd Blair Witch that Woods. Movie. That's it. That's, so would I. I'd watch yeah. that movie. Because what are the t- two of the top greatest films of all time? Dash Cam and Blair Witch. So are you thinking what I'm thinking? I feel like it's pretty obvious here what we need to do. Dash Cam, you can also... I've lost my train of thought. Sorry. I, but, I, I would watch that. Because I, I think, like, the Blair Witch has untapped potential just because it's an entire fucking forest. People walk in the forest all the time. I want a spinoff with that la- with the old crazy lady they interviewed. Yes. I want her backstory. I'm also going to go off I, a completely different 
series popped into my head and it's literally not a series it's a single film but i want a sequel to it and i have an idea we need a sequel to safer at home called safer outside and they just and they walk outside and it's the blair witch woods no it's where like indoor ventilation becomes poison so it's like the same movie but it's opposite it's like you can't be inside anywhere so everybody like runs outside but then they get in their car to like go to another location but then the car air is poison they need to get outside and then they get out of the car but they realize they're in like a parking garage and the it's like they're constantly trying to get outside so it's like basically it they basically end up like that guy on facebook that's like can you make a axe yeah you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. No. What the hell are you talking about? My bad. Let's move on. Yeah, I know. Tons of movies, untapped potential. I, You know, we're here to get a lot of shitty movies in the future as the new work, the, they're on strike, the uh, actors and the writers. I just think Safer Outside would be a really, so it's, it's like. Didn't everyone die in Safer at Home? Not everyone, I don't think. That one girl didn't even die. They just thought she was dead, but then she okay. probably died at the end. I don't know, but or like um, it was kind of like the happening, but not because it's safe outside. Or like you know? knock at the cabin, or I'm I'm trying to find because I don't want you guys to think I'm crazy. No, I I, I it's this guy. You've never seen this guy. He popped up on my fucking Facebook one day. This is like real specific to your algorithm. You no, know, I don't fucking, I, I don't give a shit about outdoors. It just. Clearly you do because you love this guy. I don't like this guy. He well, just, you're talking about him out loud right now. The algorithm is listening. You're uh, going to get 11,000 videos on your, on your feed tomorrow. You have not stopped talking about him for the last minute. We hate the Axeman. We don't like him. We don't want to see any of his videos. Stop showing us the Axeman. I think somebody posted it one day and said something stupid about it. And I looked at the video and I was like, this is pretty stupid. And then it just pops up in my shorts all the time. Not in my like pants shorts, but like. (laughs) That would be weird. Um, No, because it. It tracks your eye movements, and they're like, we see that you're watching this video. Alright. It probably does. I mean, fuck, I, I believe that. No, no, like, that's that's fact. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're gonna get a lot more of this Axeman. Um, sorry, it's not Jeremiah Trotter. Stop saying Axeman. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, people ask him stupid fucking questions, and that was like the point that my, my buddy has sent that to me. And... He's just like some fucking guy with a beard. And it's like, can you make a bag? Yeah. And I saw it. I was like, why the fuck did you send me this stupid shit? He's like, look at the guy, man. He looks like somebody we know that you guys don't know. He's an old gym teacher of ours named Mr. Filler. I mean, you know, Mr. Filler, if you're listening, uh, you look like that dude. But anyways, let's move on from him because I'm going to get haunted tonight. I got nothing else because... Everything else sucks. Next week, I've been lo- I've been looking and compiling, trying to compile authentic ghost stories 
from New Jersey, so we could do a ghost story episode. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm still trying to find some. I've been trying to use Reddit to get people to be, like, telling their stories, so. Can you imagine a frog that just jumps around and says, Reddit, Reddit, Reddit? What? Yeah, so Indiana Jones and Mission Impossible come out. Um, I'm excited for Mission Impossible. So, yeah. Also, I have a question. Yes. Um, regarding like the actor strike and the writer strike, I don't know how long ago that started and when it's ending. But what do we foresee? Like, how long will that have an impact? Basically, some of the studios and the people that are like trying to negotiate said they are willing to wait it out. Um, and they did like the direct quote is we're willing to wait to go to November to negotiate because then everyone will be like basically homeless and forced to sign a shitty deal. A lot of high. I mean, as you know, obviously all the actors are on the actor side and the writer side, but a lot of them are being like more outspoken about it. Um, they're trying to make the point that like the studio should cover like health insurance. Oh yeah. Um, because it's like, basically, you know, it's you know super expensive to get health insurance. And like, if you make, if you're right, like on one film, you know, you make like a decent chunk of change. So then you're not eligible, but it's still like, I think they said, you know, $20,000 for like decent health insurance, whatever they were going with um the number they quoted so it's like you know the they want the employer to co- have health insurance i'm all for that so are there are there like i know there's tv shows but are there like films being made no and deadpool, there won't be deadpool tv 3. shows no deadpool, um, deadpool 3 will be, the the right of strike but the a- actors are going on strike now, too. That takes place at midnight tonight. So a lot of things will be out. Like, some things that they've already signed contracts on, they, like, might work. So there will be a few things being made. But for the most part, we're going to go through a dead zone where, like, content isn't being made. Um, I don't know if you guys remember the last time the writer's strike happened. We're going to get to that level where, like, everything just sucked. It was just like the worst level um, because they got non-writers. Later seasons um, of The Office, later seasons of Burn Notice, later seasons yeah. of, later seasons yeah. of So I just, I support the writers and the actors and I would give up movies for a time for them to get yeah. health insurance. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. One thing is to boycott like any entertainment weekly kind of thing because they are all like heavily anti uh, actor and writer. Well, I don't watch entertainment weekly, so yeah, we never will. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're basically, it's like they've been like, so like Matt Damon today was on, like he was uh, for Oppenheimer was on like the red carpet and he was talking about um, like solidarity with the writers and all the labor workers that are going to be on strike. And they cut, you know, his quote to make it seem like he didn't like that, that he was like anti that. And, you know, the, the point is they want, um, you know, like places like De- Dateline or Deadline, I think is the one. And like Entertainment Weekly, you know, they 
they're funded by the studios and they want this, you know, they, they care for what the studio cares for because they just want, you know, the movies being made. They don't care about like the actual worker. So, so here's, here's the thing. In Pat's scenario that he gave us before, where it's like you can only watch new movies, you can only watch old movies, this is where sticking <laughs> to the old, old movies, movies wins. <laughs> because, like, I don't, listen, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, let's say this goes on three years, right? And for three years, we get, like, no movies, like, just shitty stuff that, like, some producer's son wrote because he thinks he's funny in, in, in the back of, like, math class, Right. And you just get these shitty movies. I don't give a fuck if we have to watch the same movie over and over. I watch the same movies over and over and over. I don't care. Well, here's the thing, too. You have a lot of independent movies that could get really good if you hire... Or really big. Or really big, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, if... Even that, even if like, let's just say like, because there's some actors that are like, I'm not going to work until we've, you know, like, why should me, and I don't know why I'm going to use this. Why should me, Tom Hanks work? I could be on strike and, you know, that might help get, you know, all the other guys paid quicker because I'm a bigger name. So like one, you could have like, but like, you know, if they did like one, independent film and it was a mega hit because there's nothing in theaters and the stuff that's being produced by major companies sucks because they're using like high school students because they're all like sons of the producers mistresses well to be fair too tom hanks isn't eating a bread and a a bread and cheese sandwich you know what i'm saying yeah no Like, like he's not hurting so like these no. actors aren't hurting, so them going on strike, I respect it, but also like you ain't really hurting, so. But it's, it's it's the uh the this the solidarity in it. It's like oh, no no um, Listen, yeah, like, I think it's cool. I think it's cool, man. I think like fucking all of them should go on strike because of the fact that you ain't hurting, man. You know what I'm saying? Like what? Maybe you won't be able to spend ten thousand dollars this month. Like that's okay. You know, maybe spend five thousand dollars this month and stick up and, to writers. And but a lot, and, and then a lot of people are saying like they're just gonna do like they're donating residual checks to the to a fund that will be like distributed amongst people that are struggling. That I don't believe. Um. Yeah. I. I, I mean. I. It's. It's real. But the the people doing it are you know it's few and far between. But, you know, we'll see what happens with it. I hope it doesn't last long, obviously, like, for the sake of everyone. (laughs) Nah, I don't think it will. Because just like you said earlier, eventually the writers, they're going to get hungry, you know. And they're going to, unfortunately, the ugly truth truth, about it. Yeah, the ugly truth about it is the big companies, the big production companies, they're going to win because these guys, like these people are, they're going to get hungry. They're going to get desperate. So if they're demanding say 25% increase, I don't even know what that even means, but say they're demanding a 25% increase in about a year, they'll probably be okay with like a 15% increase. I, I agree with you. Like you, they, you know, you'll you'll end up settling for less. Um, there, unless like everybody 
because the writers were thinking about it. They've been on strike for a while. It's been months. Right. And the thing is, somebody will convince them because their agents aren't getting money either. So somebody will convince them like, hey, you know, I understand you wanted 25 and I understand that you're worth 25. Hell, you might be worth 35. But 15 is way better than what you're making right now. Yeah, which is nothing. And because they're desperate, they're like, you know what? A 15% increase is a lot better than what I'm making now. And definitely what I'm making at this current second is nothing. So to them, they'll be like, okay, that makes sense. Like somebody's going to weasel them because, and it's probably an agent. Because an agent's like, fuck, I don't have any money either. So how can I pimp you out to make the money? I'll just be like in my sweet voice and say, look, I know you're worth 35, maybe 45, but 15 is better than nothing. I think you should take it and then give me five of that. Yeah. So really you're getting I understand. Yeah. Like, you know, like someone's going to whisper in their ears, the wives and husbands and family, they're going to be like, you know, you should kind of consider like maybe going back to work and, so they're gonna lose in the end run, and it sucks. But you know, I'm I'm yeah. I'm cool with watching old stuff until they get what they get. I don't really care, like in a good way. Don't care, like I don't. Yeah, and I think, like I said, like from from our aspect as like we're open minded with what we watch. I think that, and we we try to support independent film as it is. I think we might, you know, get some gold. And um, I'm going to do my best to reach out to someone who, to come on that, like, understands this situation better. Sounds good to me. Well, I guess if you guys have no more final thoughts. Um, Final thought is um, I think I'm more excited for Mission Impossible than Indiana Jones, but also, like, it can't be that bad. Indy? I am super excited for Mission Impossible I cannot wait to see Mission Impossible. I also can't watch it before work because it's going to be the same thing as like when... What movie did we see before work, Pat, that had us like fucking hype? Hobbs and Shaw. I think we saw Hobbs and Shaw and we just wanted to like fight. And it's like, I can't watch Mission Impossible. I'm going to want to jump off of like cars and stuff. So I'm excited for Mission Impossible. I can't wait for that to come out. Uh, I don't know when Oppenheimer comes out. I have a feeling I'm not even going to like that movie, but I've been looking forward to this movie because I keep thinking every week is the week. Uh, but I know it's one of these weeks, so Oppenheimer, if you're listening, uh, whenever you come out... We're he gonna is in hell. That's fine. I'm sure a lot of people are too. And you never know. Maybe they're listening to us also. We don't know, you know? We've shouted out a lot of people in hell today. Yep. That's fine. Listen, they. who am I to judge? I think that's enough final thoughts. Do we have any final girls? In general? Always. Yes. Yeah, Jenna Ortega. And that's it. <laughs> Patrick Wilson. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Welcome to the final girl. Oh, Chris. no, he's just a scream queen. He's not a final girl. Chris. You can say she's a final girl. Shout out to Chris, the newest final girl. Yeah, Chris is a final girl. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know any off the top of my head. So shout out to the final girls. Shout out to Felissa Rose. She's technically not a final girl, but just you know, just shout out to her for Finally, just in general. Finally a girl. Um, we love her. Yeah, yeah. You're just the girl in our hearts. So That's what's up. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I guess we're out of here. <laughs>